Amen. Do you love the Lord today? Just say amen. Amen. God bless you. This morning, I want to take us to two separate accounts of births, two different births of two different baby boys. I shared this uh, several years ago, and I revisited it again this week, and I just, I just felt so impressed to share some of these thoughts with you and me today. The first birth is one that's found in 1 Samuel in the Old Testament. 1 Samuel chapter 4, verse 19, it says, Now his daughter-in-law, Phineas' wife, was with child due to be delivered. And when she heard the news that the ark of God was captured and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead, she bowed herself and gave birth, for her labor pains came upon her. And about the time of her death, the women who stood by her said to her, Do not fear, for you have borne a son. But she did not answer, nor did she regard it. Listen to verse 21. Then she named the child Ichabod. She named the child Ichabod, saying, or meaning this, the glory has departed from Israel. The glory has departed from Israel. Could you imagine this being the moniker that you have to carry in your life? Ichabod. Every time someone calls your name, they're basically saying the glory has departed. That's your identity. That's who you are. I, I am Ichabod. I am because of me or, or I am the representation of the fact that the glory is no more. But there's a second, there's a second birth that I want to refer to this morning and it's found in the New Testament. It's the greatest birth of all time in fact. Matthew chapter 1 verse 22 it says, so all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son. Listen to this. Listen to this name. And they shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel, which is translated, which means God with us. One birth, one child named Ichabod. One son named Ichabod. The other named Emmanuel. If we put these two names together, if you say them back to back together, we have quite the paradox. We have quite the, the contradiction here. A paradox is not two doctors standing beside one another. A paradox is, is contradicting terms. It's, it's a statement that, that contradicts itself. Two words like jumbo shrimp. <laughs> they don't go together. They contradict one another. It's a paradox. Ichabod meaning the glory has departed. There's no more hope here. There's no glory here. There's no presence of God here anymore. Ichabod and then Emmanuel, which is just the opposite of that. God with us. Contradicting one another. It's a paradox. I believe it's very symbolic of the day that we're living in right now. There is this great paradox in our world today. There's these two themes. There's, there's two spirits that, that run together in, in our day and age and in our times today. There's the spirit of Ichabod that says, this is the worst day to be, to be alive. This is the worst day to be living in. This is the worst day in our world. Terrorism, violence as a whole, hate, Hatred and, and prejudice. Think of all the things that we've seen in our nation just in the last year as we're closing out the year 2019. Think of all the happenings just in our nation and even around our world in the last year. Think of the headlines just in the last year or so. You would have to say that the spirit of Ichabod is alive and it's functioning today. You don't, have to, you don't have to open up the news channel very long. You don't have to turn the news channel on. You don't have to open up social media to, to realize and find out that the spirit of Ichabod is very much alive. Christianity has been marginalized. Christianity is no longer politically correct anymore. Christianity is even under attack. It seems that so many are turning from their faith today and, and the number of lukewarm Christians. Just get on Facebook sometime and hear what some pastors say who, who leave their churches after Sunday morning and Sunday evenings of preaching God's word and declaring his truth. And they get on Facebook sometimes and begin to rant a little bit and talk about where are the Christians? Where are the people who used to fill the house of God? And so the world is being filled now. We're, we're seeing the number of lukewarms, lukewarm Christians rising by the day. 
the only thing that's sure is that everything is unsure. Everything that can be shaken has been shaken. Everything that can be shaken, can I just go ahead and tell you, it will be shaken. There's your news for the day. There's your good news for the day. There's the gospel right there. I'm, I'm giving you some hope. I'm giving you some promise today. Can I just tell you something? Can I just say this, that what I want us to establish this morning, once and for all, in every one of our hearts and every one of our spirits over these next few minutes as we dive into this, into this word of God today, as we head into this Christmas season. Here we are on December the 1st. We're heading into this most joyful season of the year. I want us to understand that Emmanuel always trumps Ichabod every single time. Emmanuel trumps Ichabod. Trump is a word that's thrown around a lot lately. Sometimes in a good context, sometimes in a negative one. But it's a word that's used. It has a whole new meaning over the last three years that it didn't have before then. But before three years ago, Trump had another word, had another meaning. It had to do with when you played cards. Now, we weren't allowed to have playing cards. I don't want playing cards. That's the ones you play, that's the ones you play like the evil card games with, like poker and, and blackjack and that kind of stuff. But... Um, but we were able to have, we were allowed to have Uno cards and, and we could have Rook cards and, and all of that kind of stuff. I still can't play Rook. My dad could smoke every one of us in this room at Rook and I, 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 I don't get it. But in every one of these card decks, there is a trump card. There's going to be a card that will trump the one before. And can I just tell you that God with us will always trump the glory has departed Every single time, Emmanuel will trump Ichabod every single time. Can I just tell you that where sin abounds, trump. The Bible says that grace does much more abound, way more than anything that the enemy can play on the table. Anything more than the, anything that the enemy can throw at us, God with us will trump it every single time. We've seen terrorism strike. We've seen terrorism strike in our nation. We saw it probably in its worst way on September the 11th, 2001. And when, and when terrorism strikes, and, and it's such a, it's such a heart-wrenching and, 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 and just a horrible moment in our lives and our emotions and all that. But here's what I've noticed in, in those moments where terrorism strikes, whether it be a, a mass shooting at a school or whether it be planes being flown into towers in downtown New York, whatever it may be. Here's what I've begun to see in these moments of tragedy, in these moments of evil in our world and in our nation. Here's what I see. All of a sudden, I see people beginning to search. They begin to search for a God who is loving. They begin to search for a living God. I, I, I'll never forget 9-11. I'll never forget what I remember most, though, and what was so beautiful to me at those moments was that immediately after that, the church houses began to feel. I drove down through West Monroe and, and a little afternoon on that Tuesday, that, that infamous Tuesday, and parking lots of churches were filled with cars. No one called them there. No one asked them to come. And if you walked into any one of those any one of those uh, sanctuaries, as I did in mine, there were, it was literally filled with people who were on their knees and they were crying out to God and they were looking to the Lord. Can I tell you that Emmanuel, God with us, will trump Ichabod every single time. Fly your planes into the towers if you want to, but God's people will rise up every single time. And the church, the church will shine brighter in the darkest days. Emmanuel trumps Ichabod every single time. We begin to see acts of love and compassion like we've never seen before. We see people coming together in unity. I'll never forget that moment after 9-11. I didn't even plan on saying anything about 9-11, but, but I'll never forget that moment when all of our Congress the Republicans and the Democrats, the, 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 the conservatives and the liberals and the Tea Party, they were all gathered together on the steps of the Capitol. They weren't singing the national anthem. They were singing, God bless America. E Emmanuel trumps Ichabod every single time. God with us will trump the glory has departed every single time. If you show me a lukewarm Christian, I'm going to show you five solid, sold-out, committed believers who are doing a mighty work for the kingdom of God. 
If you want to talk about the doom of an antichrist, I'm going to talk about a soon coming living Christ and I will trump your doomsday with the hope of Jesus every single time because Emmanuel trumps Ichabod every single time. With all the talk about hate and prejudice and greed, I'll tell you about people who are wanting to give, who are wanting to pay it forward, who are wanting to bless others, who are wanting to be a conduit of God's blessing and serve and love and care for those who maybe are unlovable. Talk about everything being unsure, and I'll talk about a God in whom there is no shadow of changing. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. When we live in an unsure world, I can tell you about one thing that is sure. I can tell you about a strong and mighty tower that we can run to every single time and find safety because Emmanuel, God with us, will trump Ichabod. The glory has departed every single time. Show me a person who can be shaken, and I'll show you another person who's been planted like a tree by the river of life. For some, though, unfortunately, their vocabulary only consists of Ichabod. Woe is me. Woe is the world. The glory has departed. Everything is negative. Everything is bleak. Everything is dark. We're all going to hell in a handbasket. And when I reflect back over 2019 and I think about all that has transpired, the good and the bad, the ugly, the trials, the triumphs, the victories, the defeats, the successes, the failures, the gains, the losses, the joys, and the pain, at the end of this year, when we close it out in 31 days, What I've got to say and what I can say about the entire year, what I can say about every mountaintop and every valley low, here's what I can say about it all. Emmanuel, God was with us and God is with us because no matter what happened in 2019, no matter what kind of loss I experienced, no matter what kind of trials I walked through, no matter how dark the valley was that I walked through, he was with me and he is still with me today and and Emmanuel trumps Ichabod every single time I'm going to talk about who's for me instead of who or what is against me I'm going to talk about what's right instead of what's wrong in the Christian story in the Christmas story rather in scripture we see that Joseph he had to have this awakening moment he had to be awakened to recognize that he was being visited by something holy Because he was so consumed with, he was so consumed with with the current circumstance. He was so so overwhelmed by the pain of what he was dealing with in that moment. He's thinking thoughts like this, my fiance is now pregnant and I've never been with her. And now she's telling me that it's this out of this world story of how it all happened. I can't believe this. I can't embrace this. A dark moment, but in that moment, In that moment, Joseph had to be awakened. He had to be enlightened. And he's saying, I'm not sure how all this is going to play out. So he had to be awakened to recognize that this is not, this was not an Ichabod moment. It felt like an Ichabod moment for Joseph. But he had to be awakened. He, He had to have the light switch turned on. He had to have that revelation moment with the Lord. There had to be that awakening in his life so that he could recognize that what looked like an Ichabod moment in his life was actually the very essence of Emmanuel, God with us. The same is true today. Can I just say that many of us, we need to wake up to the fact Oh, Landy said it this morning so beautifully. And I'm, I, I'm weeping as he's saying it because we never talk about, we don't talk about, I don't talk about any, to anybody about what I'm going to preach on. But he said this, he said that, that some of us need to wake up to the fact that God is still in control. He's always been in control. He always will be in control. He has been and he will be and he's always working in our lives and that he is for you. And his name shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. I'm so thankful that there is an Emmanuel spirit here alive in Life Church. A spirit that declares that God is with you. 
Yes, we say all the time that God is for you, but he's more than just for you. God is with you. The truth is, faith and fear, faith and fear are both belief systems. They're both belief systems. But fear is faith in reverse. If you're a person of fear, it doesn't mean that you're not a person of faith. It just means that your faith is in the wrong thing and you're believing the wrong way. You still have faith. It's just faith in the wrong stuff. So Ichabod people, they do have faith. People that think Ichabod, people that talk Ichabod, they have faith. They just have faith that nothing's ever going to turn out right. They just have faith that everything is doomed. That They just have faith that, no, that nothing's ever going to turn out the way that I'd hoped that it would. But faith says, everything's going to work out for my good. All things are going to work together for my good. So instead of running around shouting, Ichabod, we should be shouting from the rooftops, Emmanuel, God with us. And he's doing great things. He's doing great things in our lives, even when we don't see it, even when we don't feel it, even when everything in our emotions is telling us that it's all going to hell in a handbasket, even when everything in our emotions is telling us, Ichabod, Ichabod, can I just remind you that it's in those moments that we have to rise up off the floor and we have to declare once and for all, loud and clear, he is Emmanuel, he is God with me. Even when I don't feel like he's with me, he is with me, he never leaves me, he never forsakes me. I believe God brought us here today in this room. Every one of us who are here today, I believe that God had an ordained divine moment for every one of us to either remind us once again or to let us know for the very first time that he is with you. I know it sounds simple, I know you've heard it said. It's almost cliche in the Christian in the Christian talk. I call it Christianese to say God's with you, God's for you, God's with you. But can I tell you something? There is some major gravity to those words. They carry a deep meaning, and they are truth. And they are, they never fail when uh, when we tell you that He is Emmanuel, God with us. He's not just for us, but He is with us. There's a lot of sports fans in the room. I'm not even going to go there with the Tigers, okay? Because, I mean, this is too spiritual of a moment to be talking. Okay, go Tigers. Then we'll get back. Okay, go. There we go. There we go. Now, we did it. We did it. 12 and 0, we did it. Okay, now let's get back on track. We've all sat in the stands, haven't we? We've all cheered for our team, whether it was from the recliner or whether whether it was in the upper deck at Tiger Stadium or whether it was on the sidelines at your child's softball game or baseball game or basketball or football game, we've all been in the stands and we've been cheering far. I want to tell you something. You've got the greatest cheerleader in the stands. You've got one that loves you and he's for you, but I want to tell you something. He's more than just for you. He's more than just aloof and off in the stands cheering you on. It's more than that. It's more than that. He's not just for you. He is with you. I'll never, there was a moment, I'll never forget it, it was several years ago, several years ago, how many of you remember the, the, the thing they used to do, or I guess they still do it, maybe it's called the Battle of the Badges in Monroe at the, at the Civic Center, and, and they have the firemen against the policemen, and they, they get in the boxing ring, and they duke it out, I'm going to tell you, it's a, it's a little intimidating night, even if you're not, the, I can't imagine if you're a boxer, I mean, the music is loud, the, the, the fellowship is intense, I mean, it's, it's, it's a crazy night in there, well, we went one year, Several years ago, because Tommy Kimbrough's son, Israel, was fighting. He was, he was fighting, representing some fire department or something. He was fighting one of the men in blue. And, and, and I mean, we were, we were there. And, I mean, it was intense. I mean, I, my, my, my blood pressure was, was going out the roof. And, 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 and so it, it finally came time for Israel to take the ring. And he made his way out there. And I'm just, I, I, I'm nervous for Israel. I'm nervous for Israel's family. I mean, I'm just, I, I don't even want to be here at this point. I'm, I'm so afraid somebody's going to get hurt, you know. It was all fun and game until somebody got hurt, you know. And then, but here's what I noticed. This, this, this moved me. And I, I can still see it today. And I'll never forget it. That big old tall Tommy Kimbrough with that big old cowboy hat. We are up there about seven or eight, nine rows from the, from the floor in the stands. And when Israel took that ring, Tommy stood up.
And this is what was so amazing about that moment. He was so intense. And his focus was on his boy. And every move that Israel was making, Tommy was making it before him. Every duck that Israel needed to make, Tommy was ducking before him. See, that was a daddy who was not just for his boy, but that was a daddy who was with his boy. Can I tell you? Can I tell you that you don't just have a God who's cheering you on in the stands? He, you don't have a God who's just, who's just saying, go get them, boy. You, don't have, you have a God that is in the fight with you. And can I just go ahead and let the cat out of the bag? Can I just go ahead and let the secret out and tell you that the war and the battle has already been won? He's already won it for you. You may be in the middle of the battle right now, but he is with you. He's, he's ducking every time you're ducking. He, he, he's moving with you, and he has already won the war. He is with you. He's in the game. He's on the field. He's on the court. He's not just in the stands. Can we just go ahead and address the elephant in the room right now? On this first day of December, this first day of the Christmas month, as we celebrate the greatest gift that ever came to earth, Emmanuel, God with us, can we just go ahead and expose the elephant in the room, deal with it, just go ahead and strangle that thing and throw it outside of our house? No doubt there are those of us here today who are not looking forward to December the 25th. There are those of us who are not looking forward to Christmas Day. Maybe there was that diagnosis of an illness, and now you're questioning right now whether you or maybe someone you love will even be with you come December 2020. And that's what's weighing on your heart. They're not even going to be here with us for the next Christmas. And that's, so it's, it's all of a sudden there's a mindset of Ichabod. Ichabod, the glory is departing. Maybe there are those here in this room who you were totally expecting this year to be putting baby's first ornament on the tree and celebrating that with a new addition in the house. But guess what? Life happened. Something, something horrible happened in your life and you experienced a loss in your life and it was an Ichabod moment. It felt like an Ichabod moment and now you don't even really want to celebrate Christmas. You don't even want a tree up in your living room because it'll be a reminder of that ornament that's not going to be on the tree. Maybe it's that dysfunctional family that you're living in and it seems like this time of year when everybody comes together, that dysfunction just seems to rise to a whole other level and now you're just dreading it. You're dreading the family getting together. You're dreading those moments of drama. Maybe it's going to be that empty chair this year. That empty chair is the year of first. This is the first Christmas that they're not going to be here with us. And so all you're thinking, all we're thinking, it's the elephant in the room, all we're thinking right now is Ichabod. The glory has departed. Christmas used to be so wonderful. Christmas was so joyful. Christmas was so, so great back in the day. Remember the day when it was so good. But now the glory has departed. Ichabod. But God is wanting to remind every one of us today that he is with you. He's wanting to remind every one of us today that that empty chair will be filled this year. And it will be filled with the presence of God because he is with us. He's saying the whole point, the whole point of Christmas the whole point of this celebration, the whole point of this whole thing that we do, all the hoopla, yes, we bought presents and we made more of it than we should have and we did all that stupid stuff. I realize that. But the whole point of this whole thing called Christmas was to celebrate the fact that He is with us. He's Emmanuel, God with us. I'm with you. I'll never leave you. Life's going to happen. There's going to be dark moments, but let's celebrate this season. If you've lost someone in your life, if you've gone through a dark year, that's all the more reason to celebrate big. That's all the more reason to put the turkey in the oven. That's all the more reason to decorate the tree. It's all the more reason to celebrate the goodness and the faithfulness and the ever-presence of our God in our lives. Forgive me for getting a little passionate today. But I'm tired of Christmas becoming something that it was never supposed to be. Christmas was always supposed to be about the introduction of the Savior of the world. Emmanuel, God with us. Oh, I know it's sad when Mama's not here anymore. I get it. 
I get it. I know it's sad when we think about what Christmas could have been, but now it's not going to be. I get it. I get it. But let's put all that stuff aside and let's focus on what this season is all about. It is celebrating Emmanuel, God with us, and Emmanuel trumps Ichabod every single time. This little word, this little preposition, with, with, it makes all the difference. God walked with Adam in the garden. Moses said, there is no way that I can do what you've asked me to do. I don't have the skill, I don't have the influence, the ability, and I certainly don't have the confidence. But God's response to him was, I am with you. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter about any of this other stuff. It doesn't matter about your credentials. It doesn't matter how good you can talk. I want you to know that you can walk into Pharaoh's palace and you can declare what you want and what you need because I am with you for that reason and that reason only. The psalmist said it best in the 23rd Psalm when he said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Why will I fear no evil? Because you are with me. He's in the middle of the valley of the shadow of death. Life is broken. Life is dark. There's, no, there's more questions than there are answers, but he's assured of this one thing. God is with me. We have to remind ourselves of it daily. We need to tape it on our mirror. It, it must be, it must be the, 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 the mantra of our life and our day. God is with me. Emmanuel trumps Ichabod every single time. Sometimes we just need to turn off all the media. Can I get an amen in the room? Sometimes we just need to turn the news off. Sometimes we just need to shut the Facebook account down for a little while. Because when you open it up, it's nothing but Ichabod. Ichabod, there's no good news. But can I tell you, there's lots of good news. It's just that good news doesn't sell. Good news doesn't get ratings. People don't want to hear or watch good news. They want to get all the juice. So that's what, they're, that's what the media is giving them. But if we, the people of God, would just shut it down and say we're not listening to it anymore. Because as much Ichabod as you want to declare, I'm declaring way above, and all, above all of that that there is an Emmanuel and he is with us. Because Ichabod is always screaming. The Bible says that Satan is as a roaring lion and he's seeking, he's seeking whom he may devour. And I can promise you, if the roar gets us, he will devour us. If we let the roar get us, if we let the voices get us, he will devour us. Our lives will be devoured. But that still, small voice, that still, small voice of the Holy Spirit of God whispering to us can drown out all of the negativity and all that is wrong. When we hear his voice, peace comes. When we hear his voice, healing comes. Answers come. Restorations Restoration comes. Paul warned Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3. He said, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ will be persecuted. Newsflash. <laughs> Welcome to 2019. But Paul goes on to say, he finishes that by saying, but as for you, you must continue. You must continue in the things that you have learned and been assured of. He never said, go by what you hear. He didn't say go by how you feel. He said go by what you know. Go by what you have learned and what you are assured of. And this is what I know. Can I just tell you what I know? I, as a pastor, I, I, I'm put in that perplexing place many times where people want, to have all, want you to give them all the answers. And I'm the first one to tell you I don't have all the answers. But there's some things that I do know. And this I do know. I know that Jesus loves me. This I know. And you know why I know it? For the Bible tells me so. And I've experienced him because he is with me. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Yes, it can get dark sometimes. It can be bleak at times. But it doesn't matter. God is with me. I think about the moment where Elisha and his servant were in Dothan. And, 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 and they wake up one morning and they've been surrounded completely by the enemy. And, and, and the servant goes out and all he sees is the enemy. All he, all he sees is Ichabod all around. And Elisha wakes up and he says, 
Lord, open his eyes that he may see. And when God opened his eyes for the first time, it was always there. That presence was always there. But his focus was on Ichabod. Elisha's focus was on Emmanuel. And when he prayed, God opened his eyes. Then all of a sudden, the servant's eyes were open, And he saw that they were surrounded by a much greater and mightier force. It was Emmanuel, God with them. It's amazing what fear can do to a person. I heard a guy say, I heard the joke one time where a guy had read, a guy had read that 80% of all accidents happen within one mile of the home. So he moved. Fear will paralyze us. Fear will cause us to make some dumb decisions, but we've got to realize that the difference between Ichabod and Emmanuel is the same as the difference between doubt and faith. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And if God didn't give it, we don't have to keep it. If God didn't give it, we don't have to keep it. This verse, this verse should be our mantra. Tape it to your window, your mirror, the mirror in your car, the mirror in your bathroom. Proclaim it, proclaim it at the very first of every day. Say it very loud and clear. God is with me. He's not giving me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now bring on the day. We have to exercise our faith instead of being paralyzed by fear. We need to get a victory complex instead of a victim complex. We need to declare and read and live Romans 8, 28 every day and know that all things are working together for our good. All of us by nature, we all have a little bit of Ichabod in us. I think about Hezekiah. as He was visited by the prophet Isaiah with a message from the Lord. And the message was simply this, get your house in order because you're going to die. Your days are numbered, it's coming soon. And scripture says that immediately Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and begins crying out to God, reminding God of where he used to be and asking for mercy. And a lot, Isaiah, Isaiah, he wasn't even, he wasn't even to the outer court yet when God stopped him. He stopped Isaiah in his tracks and he said, turn around. I have heard Hezekiah's cry. I've heard his cry. We need to thank God for those turnaround moments in our lives. I don't know how many of you in this room have had some of those, many of those. I've had many turnaround moments in my lives. For some of us at the beginning of 2019, at the beginning of this year, this is the last place you thought you would be on this Sunday morning. But God, he turned it all around. And in 2 Kings 20, this story, it says, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Surely I will heal you. This is the word. God stops, stops Isaiah in his tracks, sending back to, this, to giving this new word now. There's a new word. I've seen your tears. Surely I will heal you. On the third day, you shall go up to the house of the Lord, and I will add to your days 15 years. I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city for my own sake and for the sake of my servant David. Watch what happens in verse 8, though. Hezekiah asks this. He says, what will be the sign that God will heal me? <laughs> when the bad news came that you're going to die in three days, he immediately turned his face to the wall, began to call out to the Lord. But when the same messenger on the same day comes back and says, new word, <laughs> there's a new word. I, you have, I gave you a word earlier but, but, but God heard your cry, now you got a new word. And guess what the new word is? You're going to live. You're going to live. You heard Ichabod a while ago, but guess what? New word, Emmanuel, God with us. And, and Hezekiah, he's asking the question, what will be the sign though? Why is this? Why is it, why, why is it that we accept the negative at face value, <laughs> but the positive has to be proven to us? We could receive some negative news right now, and most of us would just embrace it hook, line, and sinker. We could receive good, miraculous news right now, and all of a sudden we'd become skeptical, and we'd begin to question. Did you hear about Joe? Not this Joe. Hear about Joe? Joe was diagnosed with cancer. Oh, just hate that. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Oh, did I tell you about Joe? 
Joe's proclaiming and declaring his healing in Jesus' name. But what did the doctor say? Did you hear about Bob and Doris? Bob and Doris are getting separated. You know, I always had a feeling things weren't quite right in that house. Hey, did you hear about Bob and Doris? They're going to a Christian counselor. They're taking their family and going to church every Sunday. Did you hear about Bob and Doris? They're putting it all back together. Well, I wonder how long that's going to last. We don't need any proof for the negative. We'll just take it. But the positive? Well, you're going to have to prove that. Hezekiah said, prove it. Isaiah said, you want me to ask God to, to move the sun forward 10 degrees? Wow, that's pretty powerful. Hezekiah, Ichabod, he looks at him and he says, well, moving it forward would be an easy thing because it's already moving in that direction. Why don't you have God move it 10 degrees backward? See, you've got to prove the positive. I'll take the negative. I'll embrace the negative, the Ichabod, but you've got to prove Emmanuel. God, you're going to have to work really hard to prove something positive to me. When you spoke something negative to me, I embraced it immediately and I began to pray. But this positive news, I just don't know about that. I'm going to have to, I'm going to, have to ask you to prove that one. But here's what astounds me about this story. It's awesome. And this tells me so much about the loving God that we have and the lengths that he will go to to prove his faithfulness and his love to us. What a... Forgive me. What astounds me is that God did it. God did what he asked. He moved the dial back 10 degrees. He moved the sun back 10 degrees. Today, we have to deal with this stinking daylight saving time because of what Hezekiah Ichabod did. Moving time back. Okay, I got to close now. I'm closing. Landy, get, get out here. I don't embarrass myself. Psalm 34, 19 says this, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Amen. Amen. It's easy for us to embrace that, isn't it? We know the afflictions. We know pain, don't we? We know dark valleys, don't we? Amen. Preach it, brother. Ichabod, yes. Many are the afflictions. I've seen it. I've experienced it. I know it. Yes. Doomed, despair, and agony on me. If it weren't for bad news, I wouldn't have any news at all. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But it doesn't end there. But the Lord delivers them, delivers him from them all. Do we need proof? Or can we just accept it? Can we just embrace it? Can we just walk in it? Many years ago, I preached a message about the white stone. The white stone throughout the ages has had great significance, great significant meaning. The Latins would give one's approval by presenting a white stone. If they approved of you, they'd give you a white stone. The Romans would use it in their, in their judicial rulings. If you were guilty, they would give you a black stone. If, it was, if, you, were, if you were acquitted and, and innocent, they would give you, the, the, the judge would give you a, a white stone. And the, the, the ones who would, the victors in the, in, in the Olympics, they would receive a, an engraved white stone. The, the Greeks had a very, a very uh, special little ritual and, and thing that they did where they would have an urn or a, a vase of some sort 
and some type and, and throughout their life every day they would, they would judge their day at the end of the day. Was it a good day? Was it a bad day? If it was a good day, they'd place a white stone in the, in the vase or in the, in the urn. If it was a bad day, they'd place a black stone inside the urn. And at the end of one's life, this would be their memorial. They would finally, at the end of that person's life, they would crack open the urn and they would let all the stones lay out. And if the white overcome the black stones, then the white stones were the prominent stone. And they would say, this man, this woman had a blessed life. If the black stones were the prominent, uh, the dominant uh, stone in the vase, and they would have more to memorialize that day. Revelations chapter 2, verse 17, it says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat. To him who overcomes, to him who looks at the situations, the dire straits and the dire situations of life and says, Emmanuel, not Ichabod. For those who overcome, I'm going to give them something that everybody else doesn't get. I'm going to give them some hidden manna. I don't know. I believe as I look around this room today, I see some folks who have experienced that hidden manna. You, you, you may be sitting on a row with somebody right now, and if you knew the hell they were going through in their life right now, you would think, how in the world are they even in this building today? Much less standing and lifting their hands and worshiping the Lord. How are they doing that? Can I tell you what it is? It's hidden manna. It's folks that have decided, you know what, I'm not putting my trust in Ichabod. I'm putting my trust in Emmanuel, God with us. And I will give him, listen to this, I will give him a white stone. And on the stone, a new name written which no one knows except him who receives it. Can I tell you something? God's got something special for you. To him who overcomes. To him who overcomes. To him who declares Emmanuel, God with us. He's got a white stone with your name on it. He's got hidden manna for you. No one else is going to know. No one else is going to be able to experience this kind of hidden manna. Only you. It's his special gift to you. Because your heart is connected to his and you acknowledge he is Emmanuel, God with us. Some of us just need to be reminded of the old song, I believe it was an old spiritual that said, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? My, our dear friend, our late friend, Stephen Hill, he sang the song, Never Alone. Can I tell you the nights, the nights when I've laid down at night, I had to hum that song just to get peace. But I would hum that song, never alone, never alone. If it had not been for the Lord, Emmanuel, you are God. You never leave us, no matter what our life looks like right now. No matter how dark it is right now, you're with us. You are with us. Because Emmanuel trumps Ichabod every single time. Stand with me today, if you will. So, before I began to preach today, I, I began to talk about a little bit about this church family. I began to talk about what we're all about. This place is, it always has been, and I declare that it always will be a hospital. It'll always be a place. You may, come in, you may have come in here today and all of your stuff is in order. And everything is great. And you're riding on cloud nine right now. If it is, I want to tell you something. Your church family is celebrating with you. We're excited about this moment in your life. And I know, I know the truth is, is that that, that moment isn't going to last. You're going you're gonna to experience a loss in your life. There's going to be some pain. There's going to be moments in your life where there are way more questions than there are answers. And I've reminded all of us today through God's word that he's Emmanuel and he is God with us no matter what. But can I tell you, that's why we have a church family too. Because sometimes I believe that the Lord wants to robe himself in a way, if you'll allow me to say it that way, in flesh, with hands and feet. That's what the church is. It's the hands and the feet of God to the world. 
with all of our imperfections, with all of our humanity, it's still the gift to the world is the church. And your church is a gift. And I just can't help but believe that there are some people in this room today that though you may have heard the words today, and you might even believe the words today, God is with me. I want to tell you something. I want you to experience something that's going to take you out of your soaring today. And I want you to experience the arms, the physical arms and embrace of the Lord. You know how that comes? It comes through his people. There's tons of people in this room, a part of this church family, that can do this in an incredible way. We've done this two or three times before in the life of this church, and I thought today was the most fitting day to do it. I didn't even prepare any of these folks except for maybe one. Bruce and Laura Jackson, will you guys walk right up here to these steps for a moment? Turn around and face this congregation. Mom and Daddy, would y'all please come and stand here in the center here? Together, Tommy and Kim Kimbrough. Would y'all make your way right over here to this side in front of these stairs? Here's what I, I want to ask you to do this morning. We're going to give an altar appeal this morning. And this is what this altar appeal is going to look like. Different than most. I'm not asking you to come and kneel. I'm not even asking you to come and let somebody lay hands on you. There's a time and place for that. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to feel the embrace. I'm going to tell you something. Every time I see Tommy Kimbrough, I, I, I get a hug that just lets me know I'm, everything's going to be okay. If Paul Tommy's on my side, I know God's on my side. Everything's going to be okay. There is no hug. You've never got a hug until you got a hug from Papa. I'm going to tell you, you just haven't. You haven't felt that kind of love. You don't know that kind of love until me, Ma, and Papa have put their arms around you and loved on you, and you know the love of Bruce and Laura Jackson. So this is what this altar appeal is going to look like today. And I hope that if you feel this in your heart, you'll respond today. Don't leave out of here without it. Maybe you're a couple here today, and you need the Lord just to restore some things in your marriage and your relationship. Maybe you're here today and you're just, you're dreading this Christmas season and, and all of the emptiness that it brings so many years. I, 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 I want to encourage you today to respond and I want you to come and this is what these people are going to do today. They're not going to lay hands on you. They're not asking you to kneel at the, at the altar. They want to put their arms around you today. They're going to embrace you and I want you to feel the embrace and as you feel their physical embrace today, I want you to feel the embrace of the Lord that says, I am Emmanuel, and I am with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Father, I thank you for your presence. Now have your way in Jesus' name. These altars are open. I encourage you to come today. Come today. Receive the love of the Lord in this house today. It's here for you. It's here for you. God with us. God with us. God with us. Just swinging from the wind. 
your praise once again to Emmanuel today. God with us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Wow. Thank you, Kevin. I won't soon forget that. I don't know about you, but I was sitting there thinking, man, I, I need that. I need that this week. I can apply that. How quick we can, how quick we can embrace the Ichabod. <laughs> But how quick we can question Emmanuel, that he is with us. Look at somebody, and just in case they forgot, say, he is with you. Come on, tell them. He's with you. He's with you. Amen. Thank you, God. Well, be blessed. Have a great week. Let Emmanuel be Emmanuel in your life this week. Amen. Amen. Be blessed.